You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Stay tuned for a special presentation. Stick to sports. The stick to sports era is officially over. (laughs) And now for something completely different. Built-in tuner. Wow. Built-in tuner. This is a... Oh, okay. That's fucking fantastic. It's amazing. I think I would like guitars because there's so many you can buy. Yeah, Right? There's no limit to the number of guitars. How many guitars do you have, Drew? Uh, Somewhere around 10. About 10. KB, what about you? Oh, you got to put your headset on. I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Scrape the strings. I have, uh, I think, last count, 15 or 16. Okay. Yeah. Do your your wives limit you guys in any way? They don't even know. They don't even know. They don't even know. So they can't track the inventory. Yeah. Do you you hide your guitars in any way, shape, or form? Mine are out in the open. I just tell tell my wife that... uh, Oh no, those those are the only ones that I have. That one is Smiles, and those three are Drews, and we're borrowing it. Yeah. And then he tells same thing. <laughs> they're borrowing. They're borrowing. I mean, yeah, I how mean, how many wedges do you have? Wedges, <laughs> drones. Know, yeah, it's drones and cameras for me. My golf club collection is really not that robust. Guys like Gitter and Mikey, they're the oh. whores. They are the real golf whores. You've got old golf equipment. I've got, you yeah. love golf as much I as still music, play and yet you still with play. With old stuff. I, and it, it shows. But you can really. <laughs> hey, I don't care sorry. anymore. No, I've got. Um, I want to get Gitter actually and Big Mike out with the oldest set of clubs. And see how they do? And see, we all have to take the oldest set of clubs yeah. out. I've got my yeah, grandfather's DX Tourneys, which are 1966. Yeah. You know, and, you know, <laughs> at the ass. time, that was the shit, right? 50-year-old yeah. clubs, you'll kick ass, KB. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, so here we are. Something completely different for a Wednesday. Drew and KB from 97.3 The Game. Afternoon Drive. Drew Olson and Kevin Brandt. Lifelong friends. Grew up together on the mean streets of... Well, no. Well, not really. We didn't know. <laughs> we, didn't no. we, didn't we didn't know. We're already professionally... Uh, yeah, established when we met. Yeah, we met. I um, thought you guys grew no. up together. No, oh, no, no. Shit. I was. Okay. Drew had just started working the beat 
on the Brewers. Maybe you've been there a couple of years, oh, right? Yeah. And, and, and the then I, yeah. I was on the radio, and I knew Matt Vazgersian, and then so I would see him in the press box, and then right. Matt would Matt, uh, v, Matty V was our full conduit. So Matty V was the conduit. Okay. 90, yes. yeah, probably ninety five. Right. Or so yeah. Right. yeah. I would say you're probably the best afternoon guitar playing radio show in sports talk radio. Not even close. <laughs> Not even, no, no. There's, a, there's guys in Dallas on the ticket, I think, that are Lenny Casper. Yeah, but I mean, he's play oh. by play. But that's one guy who plays guitar. Both you guys play guitar. You have an actual band that can play in Milwaukee and make money. Yeah. Well, well, take, I don't make money. They take. get money. <laughs> It's the worst thing is to be the leader of a band and put a band together because you just you don't make any money. Your band is KB and the Dungarees. I've got the Dungarees. I've got Slump Buster, okay. which may get put back together. All right. And then my original band here was, uh, I hated the name. We did it as a radio contest, and it ended up being KB's Midlife Crisis, and I couldn't stand it. And then okay. he couldn't shake it because we did a promotion, and a guy won something, so we had to keep the name. Okay. And then I just shortened it to the crisis and then left the band. <laughs> the crisis. Like, this is, you know what? <laughs> hey, left hey, the band. <laughs> a band has never been more aptly named. Yeah, I left a cover band. Like, like you know, I'm, <laughs> what the fuck? It's like, but you know, are, was, it's not like I'm Steve Perry leaving we had, Journey. Uh, I no, like the creative that was a mistake. Creative right, cre- we did a cover band. differences. Well, we, we actually did. Meaning the cocaine was not being split evenly. Yeah, yeah right. Basically, right. So- would you guys consider yourselves professional musicians? Oh, no. I'm not even Why a not? bar band. You've no. taken money for a gig. That KB makes you could a pro. play. He'll if, sell himself short. He could. He's open for established oh national God, acts. Yeah. He's open solo for, for established national acts at, at, so at music venues of, of some, you know, of Shank Hall and Turner Hall. So why don't, why don't, home, so why like don't you consider yourself a professional? Um, because I would say 80% of the stuff I play is covers. Now... Um. So. So what? You're not a songwriter. Big deal. I, I have, you know. Okay. But it's one of those things where um, you get incredibly insecure, so you don't want to play your stuff unless it's like recorded and good, because you feel like you're going to get judged. Okay. So, um, I do play with a woman. Her name is Mary Carlson, and she is the real deal. In fact, I just sang on her last album. It'll be coming out, and um, she had uh, she toured with Dylan. She was you know has four albums out starting back in the um, early '90s. She was a, I think she was the uh, most played indie artist in VH1 history. Really? Yeah. No. And we just met. We were both auditioning for the Weakest Link. How How is it that I've never heard of her? Well, because she's in you know she's chick pop. She's a little affair type. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa oh no, Loeb. no. She oh went, yeah. Well, uh, the thing Sean was, Colvin. Yep. Her, her I know hip. that fucking genre. I like she, that genre. She put out some stuff, but then like Jewel rocketed well, past her on one. Atlantic Records. Well, right? it was. It, you had two women that were coming out on Atlantic, and it was flip a coin. Who were we getting behind? Oh, God. and they got behind Jewel. God, that must suck. That must drive or, musicians crazy. Oh. I mean, to think that I'm good, I've got it, good music, but it's the, the same as sports. Your, your chances of busting through, and the amount of people who break through that get to put. Out records and stuff. That's like making the major leagues. And then there are triple A players. There's there's different levels of it. Don't it's very you think, similar to sports. Don't you think, Drew, that sports is more of a meritocracy? That those who have talent, yeah, they push, yes, they push but, through. A Tony Romo, undrafted out of a small school, ends up being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys because he made the sure. team and his talent 
pushed sure, him through. Sure, but for every Tony Romo, like <clears throat> for every overnight success, there's 15 years of playing in front of three people at bars. Right. And there's, it's but music is a subjective thing. True. The, the music companies the put industry, people over. Yes. The industry. The they, industry. They put people over. But they craft how images. How is that different than you get drafted out of a school and go to a team and the GM sucks and the coach hates you and you get buried and you're your right. talent is sublimated? No, you're right. That's why the parallels are, it's so striking to me, hanging around in it. No, you're and right. Talking to people in both circles. You're right. It's just, and to get to a level, our friend Rhett Miller from old 97s, right? Yeah. He's making a living. He's got a band. They put out stuff. They have a core. They go around the country and play theaters and draw two, 3,000 people, right? At least. And there are guys that would give their left nut to have that level of success, and he considers himself below. I mean, he's been on the Tonight Show and Conan, yeah. and he's been, but he considers himself he's below. No, Winona Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, pictures Wait. or it didn't happen. No. Can we so, confirm that? Yeah. So you guys are not pros, but you have a band. Uh, dude, I, I'm happy to play in the garage. That's my Super Bowl is playing in the garage. KB's played in front of people. I played with him in front of 12,000 people at Summerfest on stage, which is cool. So I'm way out over my skis. I'm okay. just a guy who noodles around. The guitar in my house, I have one. try to have one in every room, KB. It's like a blanket. You just pull. You just have it in it's front of you watching TV. It's a to have TV. on your lap and noodle yeah. around. Okay. Yeah. And Drew, you started playing guitar in college, you said. Correct. So yeah. that's, la- that's fairly late in life, basically. Well, it depends if your life is long. It's actually well, not. I well, guess. not really. It's I, been a long time for you, you old man. I didn't start yeah. till I was 16 years old, so that's almost college. And All uh, right. Who's the best guitarist that started really late in life? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, well I couldn't, I, you know, I don't know. Most of them start kind of early. Like, um, okay. The guy we were talking about, Brett Young, is the hybrid guy who pitched for yeah, Fresno he, State. Yeah, Fresno State. And he got he would have got drafted, blew out his arm, and now he's a huge country star. And so in college, he was playing at parties to get chicks. That's, That's funny. He as was hell. the guy that brought the guitar to the party to get chicks. How how great is the scene in Bull Durham with Nuke Lelouch? Oh, just mispronouncing badly butchering lyrics. his yes. guitar playing, and you see the tight shot of Crash Davis just grabbing the neck and shutting it down, saying, "Stop it!" He yanks it out of his hands. Oh, well, Women don't get we- woolly. woolly; they get weary. weary. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts the great lecture of life. See, now I have a moment like that, and Drew is a part of it. Uh, pitcher for the Brewers, he pitched for the Yankees. Jeff Juden, nut okay. nutbag, yes, okay. absolute nutbag. And I don't know. Oh, it was Maddie who got us together, and he always wanted to play in a band, right? Who doesn't? And so I was doing this bar, this gig, and I said, yeah, come on up. We'll let you play. And uh, so he said he's going to go play. Well, the whole Brewer team shows up. Remember that at it Kelly's? Was pretty cool, yeah. Wow. And, yeah, it's like what all of a sudden you're this? looking out. Um, 96, 96, 97. So it's a bad Brewer team. So, yes. yeah. So they're <laughs> yeah. all there. And, you know, Vasgersian singing with the band and everything. And then he he's terrible. He's got awful. He's like, he's he doesn't know what he's doing. So, but he drew people. And he so got the whole he got, he the, got the whole brewer the team there. The coaches so, were there. Don Rowe, wow. pitching coach. Okay, so I go to play uh, Summerfest, and I'm like, "Hey, Nuke, you want to go uh, play Summerfest with us?" Oh, hell yeah! You know, so I'm going to have Brewer pitcher up on stage with me playing Summerfest. Now the joke was on him because he was so god awful that we had his amp on on stage, and I had talked to our front of house guy. I said, "Don't put him through the PA." Oh my god. So, so he put him through. So he thought he was just. He, was he thought he was out. just rocking, and, and all he could hear was his go. own amp, and he, it didn't really go off he was the basically stage. Basically playing air guitar. Oh my god, that's <laughs> which, fucking hilarious. Which, right in his there. case, was the best. Use the best you could get. Yeah. So in life, think about it, boys. Everyone wants to be a rock star or an athlete, and an athlete wants to be a rock star, and a rock star wants to be an no athlete. Right, exactly. No 
So as we as I walk the halls of the iHeart Megaplex here in Milwaukee, they've got these wonderful, glossy, full color action shots of all kinds of artists, musical artists, everyone from Taylor Swift to Nicki Minaj to Ed Sheeran. It's up and down the halls. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I like walking by and looking at those artists. One thing that struck me today as I thought about it was it's all so fleeting. You know, they're, they're hot now. They won't be hot forever. Now, Taylor well, Swift's going to have a long runway. Taylor like, Swift is brilliant. Okay, yeah. hold that thought. But a number of other acts, you know, sure. they, they rise Much and they like fall. Much like athletes. Much like athletes. Right. Like Haley Williams, formerly lead of Paramore, now doing her own thing. They never matched the kind of vibe of Paramore that I liked when the band was originally together. Where is she now? Who knows? You know, we talk about Michelle Branch, who was a banger back in the early 2000s. Armin, your boy, loves Michelle Branch. It's fleeting. So if you're a musician, boys, and you're like, I was a star at one point. I had hits. Why can't I now create another You know what? I'm just going to say this. Um, If a chick's got an acoustic guitar in her hand, she ain't writing a banger. (laughs) <laughs> that's Joan Jett, okay, Joan Jett, Joan banger. Jett, I hate myself Avril. for loving you. Right. Not a banger. Runaways, banger. Okay, bands like oh, that. There has to be another female. Letters that. to Cleo, banger. You know, but okay. Michelle Isn't, Branch, not a banger. Uh, that's fine. Nancy that's, Wilson. That's oh, <laughs> Nancy Wilson. We opened for Heart one year, and man, oh man, is she stunning. She really, yeah, she was backstage. She's and the brunette. No, and she's the, the big blonde. gal. Okay, yeah. and the big gal. The brunette. Holy is the, the blonde cats. Girl. Yeah. She was back with her. She had a golden retriever, and she was walking around, and and uh, I was just talking to her a little bit, and it was really hard because she was that good looking. And then Cheryl Crow came over from the amphitheater. All right, so you know Cheryl Crow's another example. Used to be huge, she, not huge anymore. Well, she she went to well, Nashville. How do you? Right. My my question is, how do you think the people that used to be big handle the downside of fame? How do you think they handle not being as the big thing is, as they if once were? If it's your life, you're going to play music no matter what, whether it's in front of 80,000 people or 80 or 8. Okay. Right? Right. They're going to do it. They're always going to do it. And it seems sad to us, like, like, I don't know, Brett Michaels or somebody's playing some you know quick trip opening ceremony, right? right. Or the ribbon cutting. Right. But they're they're doing it, man. That's like, what do they want to do? Go work at, at I know. quick trip? I mean, if you can make a living in music... We we know a lot of people that do, and that's like I, amazing. I just watched for the first time all the way through a Star Is Born. So you know that scene with Bradley Cooper and Lady, that one, yeah. Lady Gaga. Yeah. The scene where he wet himself on stage. Yeah, you've seen. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? I just figured that might be the one you remember. No, <laughs> no, that that's one of the many though. So you guys have both seen the movie, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So there was that one point in which you know she was on the rise. He was on the decline, and it was juxtaposed by. He said, "I got to go do this thing in Memphis. It's a, it's a corporate deal, but you know what? It's just something I have to do." And they show him playing some corporate event, which was definitely not what he had been doing at his peak, where he had a whole stadium full of people eating from his hand. Yep. And that's, I guess, the yeah. life on the downside of it, right? I was just listening to Eddie Vedder on Stern, and he said that he would. Bradley Cooper asked him for some tips and stuff, and he said, you know, just make sure your guitar covers your balls. Because <laughs> that's like a, a real musician. If they're going to throw stuff, you got to be protected. <laughs> that was, you don't want to have it too high so it looks like a bib. You know, like the old school, like right. the Herman's Hermits era when they hit so, one up high. And stuff. So one of my favorites recently, <laughs> uh, Sarah Evans, megastar. <laughs> Unbelievable voice. Uh, yes. Right, exactly. Just pure. And a megastar with tons of hits mm-hmm. around the 
early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I went to go see her at a casino in West Virginia. Of course she did. And it was in a Ooh. big ballroom. I thought when we bought tickets it was going to be in some proper theater. No, no. No. It's movable chairs lined up in rows. Bad carpeting. Bad carpeting, exactly. And a very, let's just say, working man and woman crowd, which is nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, how is it that she goes out on the road and plays these gigs? And the answer, I guess, Drew, is what you're telling me is, what else? Keep the lights it's, a casi- on. it's a casino. She's getting paid a ton of cash. They're a usually, ton? Yeah, they're usually oh, yeah. Not pretty like good. Not like the stadium shows she used to oh, do. No, no, but no. Okay, so that's the thing. But, so the she's still getting pretty good money. Was she by herself? Was she? Uh, no, it's just her. Uh, the opening act actually was. Uh, oh, no, no, I mean, on stage, did she have a band? She had a bu- full she band. Yeah. She had oh. her full band. Okay, because that gets more expensive. And they were great. <laughs> full band, yeah. and they were fantastic. Yeah. It's a it's a weird dynamic. I was actually sort of sad for her. She didn't seem to mind it at all. Oh, she gave man. a full effort. She rocked the house. Well, and we yeah. got to meet her afterwards, and she was very pleasant. Yeah, I mean, if you love music, it doesn't. You might be off stage. You might be a little bit depressed about the way things have gone. But any musician, the time that they're on stage, it doesn't matter how many people are out there. For the most part, if you like, it take doesn't. A ba- no, if you take a bad attitude on stage, you know it's not going to work. But if you really love music, it doesn't matter because you're in that moment in playing, and that's all that matters. But at some point, you get to a spinal tap level of desperation where it's like Muppet Show well, and Spinal Tap. <laughs> yeah, but, and you're like re- playing in front of 12 people, and you're like, Remember what when the hell? at the end of Brett Favre's career, he said he still loved Sundays, but he hated everything else? They still love the stage. They hate everything else. They hate That's the drive, right. and they hate the crappy hotels. What, you know, what is your line about getting paid to haul equipment? Not getting that's paid everybody's to play. line. It's like, yeah, we don't. We get paid to haul equipment. We play for free. <laughs> we play for free because we love we the get, music. Yeah, and that's it. And that's kind of you know how most people are. It's really my encounters with a lot of people is that, and with classic rock guys for the most part, and that's most of the people that I know. For classic rock guys, they're the nicest guys in the world on the way up. Right? Yeah. And then they peak, and then they come on the way down. When they peak, they're dickheads. Okay. You know, they're up there. They're total assholes. And then when they're down. They're nice again. They're, they're nice again because, be. you know, because now That's they're right. playing after hockey games. <laughs> right? After hockey games. What's the worst gig you guys have ever played? Oh, God. Oh, I, I, I got that one. Uh, was it in the basement when you blew out your knee? No, that was my that old. Uh, it was the time that uh, KB that was played a gig? the bouncy house thing. Oh, okay. This all right, fucker. So I, all right. I, I okay. Auction. I said, oh, KB. Here we go. I said, here KB, go. would you? Because okay, he's had these things where he's done house shows before on people's decks and yeah. stuff, right? And I would go along as a roadie, and he'd say, you know, if you pay hey, five hundred bucks. I'll bring Drew along, knowing I was going to come and drink beer with him anyway, <laughs> and then yeah, tune guitars and stuff. Then. And he's like, you know, you know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. 
listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, for six hundred bucks, Drew okay. won't play. <laughs> and know, for seven hundred bucks, and so fucker. so I, fucker. so I did a couple of those with him, and then I turned the tables on him. And at my station, well, we had a charity thing, and I put up, "Hey, how about a show by KB, a yard show or something, a house show?" And the guy wins it. And KB's it's well, a okay. Saturday afternoon. It's a Saturday afternoon, which is the first red flag. <laughs> I thought it was like maybe for your daughter's soccer team, but it doesn't matter. It was a charity. Yeah, thing. it was a charity thing for soccer. Yeah, that's what it was. So it's like the guy calls and he goes, "Yeah, I want you to come over." Um, you know, and we're, we got a thing going Saturday afternoon. I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's a happy hour thing. Four or five o'clock Saturday afternoon. You know, that'd be great. It's one. <laughs> it's one o'clock on a Saturday what's, afternoon. I, what's wrong with that? I was, I'll, I was, I'll tell you. And I can't, I don't really have. Was there a game on or something? No, 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 no. It was a summertime. It's a summer thing. And I'm driving and it's in one of those subdivisions and everything. And I get on the phone with Drew and I'm like, what's that address again? I think I got it wrong. And he tells me the address. I'm like, okay. And I, I said, so help me God. If there's a bouncy house. If there's house. a fucking bouncy house here. Because <laughs> it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. And I pull into the driveway. There's a fucking bouncy house. Yeah. I'm in, I get stuck in the what, corner in the what? garage by the extra motor oil. And with ten, <laughs> 8 to 10, you know, 13 year, 12 and 13-year-old girls yeah, who so want me what, to play Carly offend, Rae Jepsen. What, if, what, what offended you about the bouncy house? That you weren't the main attraction. A, it was a fucking kids party. It was a kids party. Was, this guy hey, had a kids did the money, birthday party. Did the check clear? Did no, I played no, for free. It was for free. charity. Oh, he did okay. it. It was for my kids' <laughs> soccer team. So if it's for charity, why do you care? You said musicians don't care. Yeah. Well, you care when you're playing in front of a fucking bouncy <laughs> house and you're not making any money. <laughs> well, yeah, that was and that was bad. And then did you rock the, the bouncy thing was, house? The parents were drinking and stuff and hanging around. Although there was like a church kind of feel to it too. Yeah. So there, I don't know that there was a lot of booze, but the parents didn't even, weren't even interested in watching, and so the kids came, and so basically we did play Carly, Carly Rae Jepsen. You, you know Carly Rae Jepsen, and, and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I, in your set list. I got the chords no, on my he phone. he got the chords on the phone. He puts up the chords, and I'm playing along, and I get these kids dancing around. It's like, my oh, fucking God. My <laughs> it was bad. It was really God. bad. And there was no money involved. That and there was bad. none. But it was fun. It was just so funny, because, so help me God, if there's a so, fucking bouncy house at this thing, and I, was, I pull into the but, driveway. But playing in the garage. Zabe playing in the garage yeah. is where it's at. Our buddy Pat McCurdy's doing garage shows to keep the lights on now, yep. streaming them, getting people sending him money for requests and stuff. Right. It's keeping him alive when everything's shut down. Right. So I was telling Zabe that when you learn guitar, we could have him up and running six months to be able to play in a garage band, right? Like six months of guitar. Get him there, there's no point. It'd be better the, off for me getting my drumming skills back. Well, then we should do that. But the up. first three chords, when you're a drummer, you that, you know how it is, KB. When you are in bands and there's drums, everybody gets behind the drums and screws around to the point where they can keep a respective 4-4. Four, yeah. four. Drumming is I a lot easier. But, a lot easier than guitar But the playing. first three chords oh, you're going to learn. I, I say no, but anyway. Say, the first three chords the, you're going to learn. At the lowest level it is. first three chords you're going to learn are yeah. E minor and then A yeah. and a D, right? Okay. And then you put them together and you got Louie Louie. You could be up and running and play that shit, you know. Is it like uh, and it's just you've strumming seen the classic, that? You've seen the classic Family Guy bit yes. about Stewie. And <laughs> now we go back G. to my house. <laughs> yeah, G's so, the house. G's right. nice and warm. Oh, it's getting a little bit of cloudy out here. <laughs> not so certain. Uh, and now I'm back in my house. <laughs> just breaking it's it down. Freaking brilliant. All right, come on, Stewie. You can write a song. How hard can it be? 
You got your G code right here. It's like a cozy house where you live. That's where you start your journey. Here I am in my house, nice and cozy. And then you poke your head out the door with a C chord. Everything looks okay out here. Maybe I'll take a walk outside to the D chord. Oh, walking around outside. Look at all the stuff out here. And then we go to an A minor. Getting a little cloudy out here. Looking like we might have some weather. Then we go to E minor. Oh, definitely got some weather. Things are a little more complicated than they seemed at first. And then we go back to my house. You sound like an unbelievable douche. Then Brian comes in and I change up the tempo. Brian comes in and he changes the song. Looking at me like he thinks I'm a douchebag. But he's gonna learn pretty fast that he's wrong. Hey Brian, why are you bringing me down, man? Why are you bringing me down? Don't bring me down! Music and lyrics by Stewie Griffin. Hey, Zabe here for my bookie, the official sports book of the Zabecast. Real payouts, real customer service, absolutely rock-solid place to get your sweet action on when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now. NFL is going, college football is going, about to add in the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with my bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet, Lay low and then wham, hit him with a big right hook of a bet or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something, something on it. And go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works, and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, the Masters coming up, presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com, the official and reputable and rock solid sports book of this, the ZABEcast. So, well, my, my background. Being in jazz bands in high school as a percussionist or drummer, the gigs we would play, there was uh, the guy that founded the McLean Jazz Workshop, which was an after-school jazz band, like a full Duke Ellington 20-piece, 25-piece band, trumpets, saxophones, the whole schmear, drums, guitar, whatever, rhythm section. He started it up as an outlet after school, and so he would hustle up gigs in the state of Virginia, KB, at juvenile detention facilities around the state. Did jazz sue them? <laughs> <laughs> no. They just, they assembled, and I mean, we're talking that, we're talking looking at some scary-ass juvies in this auditorium with guards there. Some heavy-duty Johnny Cash shit right there. Well, we didn't really have any good songs that were tuned for them, but the one thing was, at the end of the concert, Jeff Cummins, our director, let us in the rhythm section play Freebird. You have never seen the fucking house come down quite like Freebird at a juvie detention center. A jazz odyssey in the (laughs) Exactly. Well, it wasn't even the jazz part. There was no incorporating the trombones and the trumpets and the saxes. It was just us in the rhythm section. Guitar, drums, keyboard, bass, basically. I loved it. We also played an old folks home 
Actually, it was like an assisted care home. We bring, we roll in with a 20-piece uh, band for a tiny room like this. How many did he kill? Oh, my God. We were so loud. Oh, God. We were so fucking loud. We Louder than Fox soft. News? <laughs> <laughs> they had on the TV? And about as soothing, Mesothelioma. <laughs> Walk-in tubs. Walk-in tubs. Reverse uh, mortgages. <clears throat> All right, so let's talk hooks. Because okay. a good hook is the beating heart of any song. Sure. Where do you find them? How do you develop them? Where do they come from? People um, steal them all the time. Yeah. It's the subject of lawsuits all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know where. I mean, you can't set out to write a hook. It either hooks or not, right? I heard Lady yeah. Gaga set out as a hook writer. That, she might have. That's where she began. She's very talented, obviously. So have you I ever read? Have you do you have you ever had a hook? Have you ever written a hook? Give me your best hook right now for a song. Come on, original hook. Original. Um, is there such thing as an original hook, or have they all been done? No, there always is. I was well, see. I, I don't write licks, but I mean there are. Okay, what's the difference between a lick and a hook? Well, lick is like you know, yeah, yeah. That's a lick. You know, that, uh, all right, that's a lick. Da na 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 na. That would yeah, be. Yeah, that uh, would be like the violent femmes. Violent every femmes. stadium. I was writing a lot of, I wrote a lot of stuff for um, for clients, you know, and um, and um, so I had one guy that would write all this really bad bad advertising lyrics, and then I would write the music. Okay. And um, I had written, and then I turned one into a song, and it kind of sounded like this. I don't know if it's really hooky. You know, nice. and it's got it's, so it's got. Kinda, I like that. Well, anyway, I'm playing with, <laughs> I'm playing with this girl uh, who had her own band, Kimmy Hayes, and um, so I bring a couple of originals, you know, to play, and and it's this this song, right? And she ruined. I, I can't play the song anymore because she ruined it for me because I start playing it. And she goes, oh, you just wrote Paradise City. Fuck you. <laughs> Take me down to a Paradise City where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Oh, take me home. That's not quite it. <laughs> but it's pretty damn but close. It's pretty close. That, that's interesting. You just played something that I said in terms of listening to it. I'm like, that's almost it. But it's not it. But it's good. It's melodic. It's like a different flavor of Paradise City. Yeah. And Who was the guy that sued, uh, that Petty sued? Oh, Ed Sheeran, right? Yeah, well, everyone should well, just what for did existing. He, but what did, didn't he cop, uh, was it free falling or no? Wait, he might have. So what yeah. are some of the most iconic guitar riffs or hooks? Like in the, in the Eagles documentary, Drew, they, uh, <coughs> excuse me. In the Eagles documentary, they talk about uh, Glenn Fry talked about learning, figuring out how to write hooks of a song from Jackson Brown because he rented an apartment underneath oh, him, yeah. and he would hear Jackson Brown work on four bars a day for weeks at a time. And he said he came up with a hook for "Life in the Fast Lane." Oh, that was, and uh, then built the song around it. That's um, um, that could very well be. Can you be. play like, the, the no. hook oh, no. in the fast lane? That's beyond our pay grade. No, what? Uh, we'd have to sit down and figure it out. I mean, which you just did. By the way, what you just Terrible. did was um, walk this way. <laughs> and I, I'm trying to think. 
We should have this be plugged in right. easier. All right, what classic licks can you knock out that people would recognize? I'm, you know, I'm not a lick player. I'm strictly rhythm, man. Well, I don't, I don't make a cry is, or though, sing. The, the simpler, you know? the better. Like we were saying, the genius of uh, the, those are like the, oh. the one of the third chord you you learn is A minor, right? And that that goes yeah, to F so and then, G. So then, uh, well, that, can wa- I mean, Kurt, Kurt Newman did the. FG. That was a Bodine's hit, and it's like the first, like a beginning student could figure that. And, but it's also. D. Or D. See, I don't even know. <laughs> there. Tom Petty. I got to play that now, name. Now, those too. are, that is the. Tom Petty with, what is that song again? Last um, Dance for Mary. Yeah. Last name. There you go. So, yeah. last dance with Mary Jane is the. Those are the first chords you learn. Basically, is A minor, C. You learn. You know everything is. You know, it, yeah. If you take every song, it's every country song is. You know, it's a you know an E minor, C, D, and a G, capoed up and like inverted in different ways. Yeah. Okay. Because I this one woman who, she's a country singer and she had um, she was doing a country uh, project and. She, uh, their guitar player, they needed another guitar player, and they call me, and they go, would you play with this band? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I get 30 songs, country songs, thrown at me, right? Yeah. And I got two weeks to learn 30 fucking songs. <laughs> get cracking. And as I started doing it, they were all the same song. Yeah. Every, every song is the same. It's the same chords, and it was just where they capoed it, you know, up and down What's the neck. Capo? It's one of these. It just changes the key. Oh, but if you, okay. you know. And um, so I'm trying to think of. See, my favorite here. This is <laughs> Dean Summerwind. Is this the lake thing? This is Down by the Lake, the parody of every country song. Okay, let me just let me. No, I could tell you what. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Let me. I have to figure. Here we go, chorus. Grab it up. (laughs) Those are the same. I just get (laughs) this fucking. This song cracks my ass up. Same thing. <laughs> it's those four chords. So I but just had to find the right key. Down by the lake. There you go. 20 miles from Santa Fe. Right. Yep. Yeah. But that's every country that's song. every country song. Right there, it's just with a different twist, and different it's a different. It's every Luke Bryan song. You know? Are you? Oh, are you dissing on Luke Bryan? No, I'm just saying okay. it's every. That's all it is. And then, and they just turn it around. Doesn't that call right. me? Maybe too. <laughs> Probably is. <laughs> all right. Do you want to play something in the last five minutes of this podcast? And I appreciate I mean, the time. I, you guys got to do radio. I got to do radio. Stuff at KB that he'd be. Or, oh, or you want to okay, talk yeah, about we can do that anything? One. Huh? 
Hey, girl, don't bother him like your door. He is out there hollering, don't you love me no more. He always let him in before and I didn't you. He's singing that same old song that he always sang before. He's the last of the hardcore troubadours. Yeah, girl, won't tell me what which is which. Where am I around thou Romeo, you son of a bitch? <laughs> well, you just as soon fight a switch now, didn't you, girl? Come to make love on your satin sheets. Wake up on your living room floor. He's the last of the hardcore troubadours. Now, maybe what you waiting for? So that's Steve Earle. That's from... Um, so wait, did you make that song up? Or no, that's Steve Earle. That's in Ricky Bobby. Oh, it is? Yes. I should know that. Yeah, it's, one it's of my in Ricky Bobby. Songs. Nice. Shake and Bake. That was real. So you, you said you were going to talk. That was real. That just happened. So you... And you, then... You're a Taylor Swift then, fan? Yeah. But older Taylor Swift. Okay. Oh, trailer Swift. <laughs> is that what they <laughs> Back call Back in her? the day. There we go. Then I'll do this just for you, Zabe. Kind of creepy to be serenaded by another yeah. dude with a, <laughs> my age <laughs> uh, with a Taylor Swift song. See the way your blue eyes shine. Put those Georgia stars to shame at night. See, that's a lie. I don't even know what Taylor Swift song this is. I Just guess I'm not a big boy Swiftie. in a Chevy <laughs> truck. I thought you said you were. Tendency what? against us. What's the song? Out there at night, and then yeah, I'd say, when you were right there beside me all summer long, and then the time you woke up to find that summer's gone, when you think Tim McGraw, I hope you think my favorite song, the one we danced to all night long. Moon like a spotlight on the lake When you think happiness I hope you think your little black dress And think of your head on my chest <laughs> And those old faded blue jeans When you uh, think Tim and Tall I'm into playing chick songs and as a guy and, and, then, and then we say, Drew but the, you said you like Taylor Swift. Braves too. Yes. <laughs> so you, there's <laughs> all this, and then we're back to what we do. Oh, which yeah. is Shame, I was Magic gonna... 105, Raptors 101. You know, what? we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back with your calls was, right after this. You said you were a Swifty. You said you like Taylor Swift. I don't know that song. How do you I, not know fucking Tim McGraw? That was her first hit. I because it predates my interest in Taylor Swift. Uh, so what do you? What do you? Really, uh, I, I picked her up with Speak Now. And then, and then like the next oh. two albums. All right. My voice is gone. Guys, thank you so much thank for you. stepping in. I'm going to scar some food. You're going to do some radio. Yes. Drew and KB, thank you, fuck, guys. You bet, man. Thanks, All man. Right. See you, boys. Talk to Stick to sports.